It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And, gents, we are back for another week. RDT, Banks, myself, Taylor Smythe. Lots to get to. It is the first week of baseball Camden Yards for the season, which is tremendous news. When will that game happen? We don't know based on Mother Nature, but it's scheduled for Thursday afternoon. The Orioles have had a weekend to play. This is our first pod of the year. These I actually enjoy these pods where we just record while the Orioles are playing, and RDT is just reacting to things as they go. RDT, are you still in a position where you're going to be watching these games during the pod, TV-wise, because you've moved to a different room at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm watching. The, I, I okay. got it on right now. One, two, three inning for Gibson. So we're out of the inning. We're on to the second. Adley already has a hit. So things are, you know, just got to break through. Got to break through. Adley, one of the stories of, of opening day and everything. Let's let's get to that. We'll, we're going to have a starting five of the best mustaches coming up later, inspired by the certain head of a wrestling company that has been purchased or merged or whatever they just did. Um but we'll get to that later. Um, let's talk Orioles. Opening weekend, opening day, the, the 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 two days after where they played the two games against the Red Sox and then win against the Rangers. Some wild stuff has already gone on. Hot ta- RDT's already tired of his mentions, he just said before we, we got on here. He's already tired of the commenters, already tired of the line of complainers, already tired of everybody. So RDT, where do you, where do you stand here with the Orioles four games into the year? Not not tired of my mentions. I love everybody in my mentions. I'm already tired oh, okay. of the people who were bitching today when Gunnar Henderson was out of the lineup the night after he took a 107-mile ground ball off his hand. And you had people like, what do you guys go to the lineup already? Because he, he got, you know, Hyde was like, it's not serious, but we want to give him a break. Like, these guys aren't machines. I get it's the fifth game of the year. You sit these guys down at some point. Like, you, you have to. They're not machines. This isn't. It's not the show. You can't just play them every day. So the fact that it that that's happening four games into the season was insane, but it's it's to be expected with again the fan base like this. But just I, I like I can't get into this already. Again, five games in, so calm down, everybody. We'll be all right. We we had a um, a fun opening day. The next games weren't as fun, at least for me. Um, the the something's going on up in Boston with either the lights. Or whatever. I mean, they're they're a, a dropped routine can of corn fly ball away from winning a series up there. Ryan McKenna just flat out drops it, which was, I mean, it, the games in Fenway very reminiscent of the Mother's Massacre um, back in 07, I think. Tough one to lose. Um, and then the pitching just couldn't really do anything this whole weekend. But um, the offense is humming. Last night, uh, you know, they, they scored two and not enough. But um, the pitching was on last night, one hitter. Against uh, the Rangers, the, the best team, the best hitting team in baseball coming in. They're hitting the crap out of the ball. They're walking a ton. They're just they're they're smoking the ball. They're stealing every base they can, which is great. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's been a, a, a fun first five days of the season, and and again now with with the news right before the podcast breaks that Grayson is coming up tomorrow, um, and expected to start against Jacob Degrom for a two o'clock day game. I mean, that's just, you know, that should fire you up already. You know, you got that. You got Gunner hitting the home run last night. You got Adley sitting, just make three on opening day, five for five, the walk, home run on his very first opening day, four RBIs. I mean, the guy is just incredible. It's, it's again, I've been touting him for, for years now, it seems, and, and it seems like he's, he's just living up to everything. So, 
it's 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 been an up and down kind of first weekend, but it, it's at least been fun much. I mean, the cliche obviously would be that you you should never react after four baseball games in an 162 game season. But what's disappointing about the Red Sox series is they clearly, you know, swung the bats well enough to to sweep the thing. Like the defense was bizarre. It was almost less like concerning as a long term thing because. You know, like Cedric Mullins is a good defensive outfielder and just almost couldn't figure out what was going on um, all weekend. Mm -hmm. And the McKenna play is so random and something you see so infrequently that it's less concerning and more just like, oh, my God, like, you know, you hope it's not like the sign of like just random bad breaks to come. They should be able to figure that out. I think the pitching, um, the starting pitching, you would hope will, will, will obviously improve. I mean, I don't think there was really no consistency even in even on opening day. I mean, Kyle Gibson was solid, got into the fifth. I think he showed some things that 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 you know give you some nice encouragement moving forward. But that ended up being, you know, an offensive slugfest. Um and, and so did the, the the two games after. So I mean, the moment will obviously from that series always that will be remembered is Adley. I mean, that was a wild display. I was like hopping around at the office. We had it on at the TV in the office. I was like trash talking people like the Orioles were never gonna lose based on his performance. And then they proceeded to lose the next two games, but that was a that was a real moment in time. And if he, you know, he's he's hitting these moments. He's 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 rising. The, he's risen to the occasion um, in a few different ways as he's gone through his young career. And that was just another example. Um, and we'll see if that if that is the sign of things to come for him throughout the entire year. But um, you hope that they can now come home and 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 play the Yankees well. I think that the I think you know people are paying attention to you know clearly paying attention more i think i could just even tell rdt by like the engagement on your posts about the orioles like it's higher like people are into it they're into every single thing and it's great i think a nice you know performance this weekend in camden yards negates a lot of what happened this weekend because that's when a lot of people we've locked in for the first time like people are coming to the games people come in for opening day you go into the city blah 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 um, this is where they can kind of make, you know, an early statement. And what's such a long season. I mean, it's so different than how we react to like the Ravens um, where, you know, two or three games in, you're like making grand statements either way about who there probably are. You can't really do that in baseball. Um, you know, the Orioles swept the Red Sox in what 2021 in the first series of the year and lost a million games. So only so much you can take, but, um, the Adley moment will always be the remembrance for me in terms of that weekend in Boston. If, if you were jumping up and down and going nuts, you could only imagine what I was doing, trying to get work done. You were my, you were my first thought. I was like, I was like, there might be like fire trucks going to RDT's house. He's just burned the place down. What's going on here? It was very cool though. No, we, it was very, very we were cool. celebrating. Yeah, it was, it was a good, again, it was a good day. Now we got Ryan who's already deemed himself and had an RBI thing. So He's back, baby. He's back. Banks, what are your thoughts? Can't really contribute too many thoughts, given that I'm just drowning in tax hell and haven't been able to watch much baseball. But, um, yeah, the Adley stuff was exhilarating. Um, it was just like every time I opened up the box score or opened up the video behind the browser – he was zombies. He was getting a hit. I mean, obviously the bomb was electric. I'm excited to have like an opening day guy. I don't like know how to explain what this is other than exactly what it sounds like. But Bryce Harper came in the league with all kinds of hype. And then he became like an opening day guy. Like you could 
write them in in pen for an opening day home run. Uh, I can't think of a better start for an opening day than what five for five and a, and a dong and a walk and like incredible stuff. Um, makes me think of like Bill Hall and Mother's Day, like whatever. Like you just associate <laughs> Bill Hall yeah. with Mother's Day, like Adley and opening day, like. It's going to be a carrot all winter every year if he can replicate. If he does it again in any sort of capacity, like, I don't know, two for five with a homer next opening day, like, I'm betting everything every opening day for the rest of Adley's um, time in Baltimore that he's just going to be an absolute baller on opening day. It's just dumb brain thoughts, but I'm, I'm here for it. Um the stuff with uh, McKenna, like, yeah, there's people burying him on Twitter. I don't love that. I mean, obviously, it's frustrating. We have higher expectations. We want him to do well. We want the team to do well. We want to do big things this year. And it's just an unfortunate thing that happens. And it's like a bigger – it's under a bigger microscope when you start the year off with something like that happening. And it's tough for people to kind of drop it because they're more tuned in. And then it just plants a thought there from the start. And it takes a long time for people to get over it. McKenna's not a guy who's going to be on the field a ton to kind of reverse the narrative. So I feel terrible Mm -hmm. for him there. Um, But I'm excited for Grayson coming up here. I mean, that's an all time like debut matchup in his home state and everything. Like that's so awesome for Grayson. Um, You know, even, even if he has struggled a little bit, like I'm sure he'll come out with all kinds of adrenaline and maybe that'll work in his favor. Maybe not. Um, but either way, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting for everybody. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, the people burying, burying McKenna, you know, I, I was, I was piling on him. Um, and then again, quickly being like, all right, whatever it's, it's one loss. It's, it's not like, you know, it's not the NFL where it's like one loss is, I mean, it's a huge loss. It's like, okay, whatever you get on with it. It would have been nice to win the series. Um, but again, him getting, you know, an RBI single in his first at bat since that, I mean, that's huge. I think again, just for his mental mindset and makeup. I mean, I saw people being like, we got to boo this guy on Thursday. You got to boo him. And that's when it's like, all right, let's, let's pump the brakes again. Like again, we're, we're rooting for him. He's one of us. Like we want him to do well. Like, yes, he dropped the ball. ball. Yes. It cost him the game. It happens. Like you said, it happens. And it does suck because like you said, He's not going to get 600 plate appearances. He's not going to get 140 games in the field to make up for it. So it's, it's you know, it's got to be a little um, – I mean, he's going to have to find his spots. And, again, he, he has tonight. He's been a little rally. But um, yeah, the, the Grayson stuff is going to be fun. Um, and and as is tradition with um, John Angelos kind of opening his mouth uh, like two hours after Adley has this great display on opening day where he talks about on – on Jason Lock and Forest show on 1057 where they met, you know, they give him the mouthpiece to talk. And he talks about how he, he just goes into pointing out the challenges about about signing Adeline, those guys to uh two long-term extensions, which again, I don't think anybody's buying when the Padres are one slot above them in the the like you know rankings or whatever for markets, and they've signed everybody under the sun to uh two extensions. So out to John Angelos for doing that. It's always great. But um, again, I just think if they can win this game tonight, again, you take two out of three against Texas and you roll into the weekend against the Yankees, again, weather permitting, let's let's cross our fingers for Thursday that all right with rain showers. If they want to come laugh, that's fine. But like let me let's get some time in a pickle. But yeah, again, I mean overall, hey, they're not the Phillies. They're not 0 4 and you know, pissed down their led their legs. So and I, I think that I think we got a good ball club here. I really do. What are you looking most looking forward to on opening day? 
waterboarding myself with high noons <laughs> in the pickles parking lot in the pickle wow. in front of pickles. Um, when will you be arriving at pickles? When can people start just, you know, getting hammered with you at pickles? That's, I think that's what so people the really plan, want to know. The plan for me and my buddies is I'm going to drop my daughter off at daycare right around seven 30, hopefully pick up some breakfast. And then I'm expecting an Uber to be waiting at the house. Like when I get back. So I mean, <laughs> eight, are you, it, are, like are somebody late... supposed to send a car to you at this point? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm talking like, I'm going to get an Uber. Like we're, we're going to like, my friends are meeting me in my house. We're going to get an Uber and go. But like, I mean, if someone wants to send a car, that would be great. Yeah. If anyone, anyone out there own a car business, you know, send it. Um, I don't know, you know, eight, nine o'clock maybe, but we're going to pace ourselves again. This isn't our first rodeo. So is that a Mountcastle dong? Off the foul pole? There it is. We're rolling, baby. We're rolling. Sorry to sorry to ruin the the, the flow. No, I mean that's an electric. This, is, this is watch. This is watch the game with RDT podcast season. This is one of my favorite seasons. What couple guys I wanted to comment on, and then we can we can move into into sort of this weekend and 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 how we feel about um, them in this series. Um, Austin Hayes, who I think, you know, RDT, we didn't really talk a ton about in the preview we did with Jake last week. Um, and go back to listen to that. A lot of relevant stuff still there, um, four games or five games into the year in a preview. So, so go back and listen to that. Um, batting about four, six, he's got six hits to, you know, the, the, the two doubles, a home run. Nice to see him showing that, um, you know, four games into the year. I think he's a guy offensively that you would you know like to see that from I know the def- the outfield defense has been great across the board but good to see that from Austin Hayes and then um, Adam Frazier's been a good addition you know he's he's also you know swinging the bat really well he provided some power he's got three four extra base hits um, so that's a that's a nice little piece to have at the you know back end of the lineup. He was like leading baseball in slugging I think going into yesterday's game which is just one of those like hilarious first five games of, of MLB, like it, it's up there with like the, this guy's on pace for 162 home run joke that everybody does. But yeah, I mean, I've liked, I've liked what I've seen at Adam Frazier, like people shit on that, uh, on that signing. And I think they were just upset that it was basically the only signing that they made, um, you know, to add to the offense. But again, he's, he's played really well. I think he's played really, really well. So he, he's definitely become like a fun guy that I'm like, Oh, I could, I could get behind him. I don't know if he's up there with with Banks and I for our Alejandro Deaza like fandom, but I think he's fun. He's fun. I think he, I think he's gonna be good. I think I think you know he's gonna give you a lot of consistency there. And you know I know everybody wants some of these younger infielders to come up, but if you're gonna get that type of production out of them, um, that's a that's a that's a nice feather. Are you worried? Is anybody worried about Felix Bautista at this point? My regression candidate. He, I when I was listening last night, your video was frozen, so I didn't. I didn't think you were going to talk there. Um, (laughs) I was all over it with Taylor in terms of him being a regression candidate, just because bullpen guys tend to just have ups and downs, and we had a big up, and he's just due for a down, and that's not really a testament to his ability or whatever. It's just how things go, and so in that sense, like. The opening, um, the shaky opening day and everything, and 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 the tough first series, uh, is kind of in line with that. And then he, he answered that well um, <clears throat> last night with a with a great what seven pitch inning, um, real quick mm-hmm. and easy and dirty and everything. So um, 
we're probably going to see more ups. Like it's, it's just going to come in waves. And um, I, I don't know that we can expect to see the same Bautista we did last year for an entire season here, but um, overall, like, I think it would, I think it was a little unreasonable to expect that from the jump. Um, so I'm in that sense, I'm not worried per se, cause it's not out of line with my expectations. Yeah, I mean, he it's it's definitely up there. Because, again, we've seen relievers have a flash in the paint. I mean, Jim Johnson was great for a year, two years, and then, again, he kind of dropped off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people were worried about him. And last night, he looked maybe the best I have ever seen him. It was disgusting. Like, it was it was filthy. Like you said, I'm thinking, I'm watching it going, we're going to get immaculate in here. And then he just did it in seven pitches. He's like, I don't need the immaculate inning. Like, take your immaculate inning and shove it. We're just going to go seven and and shut it down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, again, I, I don't know, because he didn't have a full spring training. So maybe he's still working some of the rust off. But if whatever the rust he knocked off last night, he looked awesome. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, excited about that. But I'm not worried in the long run about him or again or, or anybody yet. It's I think it's still way too early to, you know, be pressing the panic button for anybody. Yeah, and the the one thing I think that that was my you know biggest cause for for positivity. I, mean, I know some people went a little negative after losing two out of three to a Boston team. It doesn't seem like they're going to be very good. Um, it's just one through nine offensively. Um, they just have threats all over the place, and they just needed to, like they just need to clean up a few like little things defensively. And they probably you know they obviously win the two games if McKenna catches the ball. So you know they're one crazy break from from winning the series and that's all you want to do you just want to you know take two out of three every single time and you're in a pretty good spot um so i i think any overreactions this is you know what you always any overreactions at this point are crazy um and i'm excited to watch him in person i will be at the game this this um on opening day so i'm very excited to go Banks, will you be in and around? Will people be able to see your face? Are you buried in taxes on Thursday? Buried in taxes in the Masters tournament. Masters tournament, yes, yes. What? A, by the way, what a Thursday! Start of the Masters, Orioles home opener, sensational, absolutely sensational. Like sensational. if the Orioles for some reason, if the Orioles for some reason get rained out, I mean, I will just roll right into the golf. Be fantastic. <laughs> That's a great fallback. It's supposed to rain there as well. That's the shaky thing. Weather is mm. not looking good for the week as a whole. In Augusta. Thankfully, so they can play at least as long as you they, the thunderstorms stay away. They can at least you know obviously that sub air system. Yeah, you know it's, it's, when it's when it starts to be sub air season, that's that's when you that's when you really get me going. That's when you really get me going. Love me some sub air. Love me some sub air. And speaking of the Masters, Jake and and Banks did a fantastic Masters preview pod. So go back and listen to that content all over the place uh, right now. And yeah. um, read the blog. Read the blog as well. Um, 6,370 some words about the Masters. That was my whole Sunday, pretty much, and a little bit of my Monday night. Um, and then I'm doing money shots tomorrow as well, tomorrow being Wednesday with uh, Megan making money. So look out for that. There you go. You're all over the board right now on, on Masters Gambling and Masters Preview content. And 1040s and 1065s and 1120s and one of the great one of the really one of the really great combinations you could write up. Um uh, let's quickly let's quickly touch on the Ravens. Um I think the the really the story um is the Odell Beckham um flirtation. Um 
is kind of back within the news. There's not a ton to say there other than there seems to be some reporting of the Ravens are one of the top three teams involved. Jets thrown out there as well. Rams thrown out there as well. Um, Banks, do you do you is is there a is there any part of you that doesn't want Odell Beckham? I think Ravens fans are very about getting Odell Beckham. Is there any part of you that doesn't like this idea? To pose the question that way, there's that's an interesting way to pose it. I mean, there's definitely parts of me that are not necessarily into it or enthusiastic about it. I guess that's what I would say. Just because he's got the checkered past in terms of. I mean, I, I don't even know what you want to call it, Tra- like transgressions, locker room antics, uh, I mean, injury past. He hasn't really posted. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't think he's posted a thousand yard season in, since like 2016 or something. It's He's not the Odell Beckham you think of that has the name association and was just crushing everybody with slants at uh at the meadowlands but with that said he's better than anything we got or at least anything proven in theory i mean i think bateman's got a a pretty good ceiling and we've yet to really see that but um he would be an addition it's really hard to deny that and whether or not that is anything that will come to fruition while we're in the limbo about you know what i mean it's hard to say it's hard to see it happening but who knows um and i to be honest, the, how quiet it's been on that front has been kind of nice for the past week or so. This has been the best week as a Ravens fan I've had in weeks. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That ever <laughs> ever oh, since ever since ever since the blow up um, of last week, it has been fairly silent, which is shocking. Um, but I guess I mean, if there was ever a time for there to not be much more to say, it's really now. Like the trade request is out there and whatever, so we don't even need to really touch on that. I did want to. You know, I think we have to give an ode to Calais Campbell, who signed with the Falcons. Um, you know, will not be returning. I think there was it felt like when he said he was gonna play again that it was and, and even when they released him, there was still a chance that he would come back. He obviously doesn't. Um just sad they couldn't win more with him, is what I would say. It, it, I, he would have been an awesome guy to like deliver a Super Bowl to late in his career. Um, as a guy that kind of jumped on board and became a fan favorite, and he's good. And they'll have to replace him. So shout out to Calais Campbell, a very good Raven in his time. Yeah, I know. I, I somebody put the tweet out there once he left as to like what our, I guess, off season resume is, and it's add Nelson Aguilar, and then it's just lose Campbell, lose Powers. Um, shit, now I'm blanking. Um, let me. There's like three more guys. I mean, I, Tristan Cologne. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing crazy major. It's just when you look, when you just stand back and look at it in front of you and you realize just how little we're, we've done whatsoever. Um, it goes to show just how we're in total gridlock right now. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the move under the radar they tried to make was signing Darius Slay. That report also came out that they were, they had offered him a deal. Um, and that would have been really shocking. I don't. I don't think anyone would have thought they were going to go out and and with the Lamar Jackson situation unresolved, make a deal like that. And they they clearly tried. It's it's out there. Um, and he went back to Philly. So um, they still have to figure out what they're doing at corner. Are they going to bring back Marcus Peters? You know, they went for Slay. Um, 
So they were in the they were in the market for a guy there. Maybe that ends up coming in the draft. Um, but they clearly feel feel a need to to fill that spot and and we'll see what they do with it moving forward. Um, but I would agree with you, um, Brian. It was nice to not like I I you know I kind of try to put together a semblance of topics as we go into this. I was like, oh, we don't have to talk about Lamar Jackson. This is so nice. There's nothing to, there's nothing new to say. And I know RDT loves talking about it. So it's kind of sad. I know from his standpoint, loves talking about Lamar as opposed to the Orioles. So I feel bad for him. But other than that, you know, nice for me. And no, I, with it. I was just laughing at, at Brian, like, honestly, being like, this is the best week that Ravens fans have had in, in weeks. Because it's true. Like, you're not dealing with, like, a shitty made everything or, like, you know, anything like that. Like it's, it's been pretty, it's again, it's been very quiet except for the clay stuff. So, and, and, you know, I, who knows when that's, I mean, the next ball could drop at any moment. Like it's God, God only knows what Lamar has lined up, you know, for the next time Harbaugh sits down there or whatever and <laughs> drops some bomb on him. It just goes to show that the Orioles are proving to be a reprieve of sorts. I mean, there's baseball going on left and right and that's controlled kind of, the sports narrative and the final fours and whether or not people should taunt each other and shit like that. So that's just things like that have distracted everybody from this nonsense that's been going on. So it's, you know, it's been nice. Were there, there were takes on that about the, about the Caitlin Clark injury thing. I didn't, I didn't see anything. There was stuff. There was talk about that. There was a little scuttlebutt. Yeah. I'll have to check that. I'll have to go check that out. Um, Andrew Hashtag. Reese, by the way, Baltimore, St. Francis ground. No. So, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she said that. I don't know if we've, we've no talked way. about that, but she's, she's from Baltimore. Um, yeah, I know that. It's crazy. That was, I mean, talk about something that absolutely there, you know, there's only so many things that like dominate conversation for a, a really long time these days. That was a full 48 hours at this course until today when Caitlin Clark came out and was like, Hey, like, <laughs> it's no big deal. Like I'm fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like we, I mean, we went on the full Just take sphere with that. A, situation. a remarkable recycle involving Joe Biden. I mean, that. I mean, yes, what yes, turn that yes, was? Yes, yes. <laughs> Did not see that coming. That is a great point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Biden's like both people come to the White House, and and Iowa's coach had to come up with a statement and be like, be like, no, that's for that's for Kim Mulkey and LSU. We, you know, we'd love. Dr. Biden to come to come to Iowa for a game. How how big of an eye roll would you have had in that scenario in your role? Just like, oh, I gotta go do this now. <laughs> with with the Joe Biden thing? Yeah. I mean, if you I would have been if, like, if I was on either side, I'd be like, oh my God, we have to continue to do this. Because if you're L what's if you're LSU, and it really hasn't affected them because their fans are all in, it's not affecting like the attention, but like you just want to celebrate your natty. And like this is the entire narrative about your title. It's kind of that's kind of annoying, I think. For I would assuming, but it's also blowing it up to an even bigger extent. So you're probably like doing you're better. Tempting numbers. me to actually debate this the the root of this entire thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, okay. I mean, I'll go. I'll go down this road. I'll I'll eat the trash. All right. Like we're getting I'm into this topic. I'll do it. I'll eat the trash. Taunting is so fine. Like I don't give a shit about taunting. It did not make me mad. It doesn't matter. Um, but I do think it's objectively lame 
to like reach the apex of something and you are focused on somebody else and doing their thing as opposed to celebrating your accomplishment and celebrating with your teammates and making it about you. Like you're thinking about something else like that. Just like, even though she's the winner, obviously it's just like, there's a little bit of a mental midget complex. Is that not PC to say? Like it's, I don't know. Like, I mean, here's that's kind of my takeaway about it. But the most annoying thing is that people tried to compare apples to apples and it's just so far from apples to apples and turn it into something that's not, but I, I, yeah, I think this is where I, this is where I am. Also, I think this got taken as like, uh, you know, there was a take that was like people, Caitlin Clark doesn't need you to defend her. And I think like the people that were like defending Caitlin Clark's honor, like that was a little much like Caitlin Clark's out there. Caitlin Clark has all the antics in the world. She, you know, does the trash talking other people. If you watch her and I was watched her in person twice this year, all over the refs. Like there's a lot going on there in the Caitlin Clark sphere that I think people coming in late to the process don't really understand that that's what's going on all year. So I think there was always going to be somebody that was going to take her down a peg. Angel Reese is certainly someone that is willing to go out there and and do all that stuff. I agree with you. It's just, I I don't not, I guess it's not even a criticism. I just wouldn't have been doing what she was doing as the clock ran down to zero. I just would not, if it was me, I wouldn't, I would have, cause you already got the, you already got the shot. Like when they were standing at the free throw line and she turned to her and did that. And I saw that. I was like, Oh man, is that an absolute first round KO? Like you came back, you did the exact thing that she did. You're also, you know, both are like, you know, Caitlin's our one national player of the year. Angel Reese was on that like second tier of player of the year candidates. Like she was, you know, next year we'll be in competition with Clark for national player of the year. So like, I get the competition piece of there. And I, I was like, damn, that was good. Like you got her. But I agree. I just would have been over with my teammates at that point because I just wouldn't have cared what Caitlin Clark was doing because I already, you know, did got the absolute best shot you could ever get in. So I think that's where I was just like, you can do whatever you want. That's just not what I would have done. So like more power to Angel Reese. It's been amazing for her brand awareness and the growth of her, you know, social media. And, and she's had an amazing four days in terms of her as a superstar, which is exactly what she wanted when she when she left and went to LSU. So I mean, it's worked out amazing for her. And then it's just, and then it becomes, and then you have, you know, the somewhat racial undertones to the entire thing, which just elevates it again. And so it's just like, you know, it's, it's one of those things, but I think like this is, this goes to another guy that's been in the news, Vince McMahon's the Vince McMahon, the entire theory, like all press is good press. Like if they can figure out a way to schedule LSU, I would open the women's basketball season next year. That is a freak. That is a freaking event now. And that sport is starting to find events like that, and that is only good. I mean, the ratings were amazing, 9.9 million people. The social media buzz was huge. You know, Friday, that – I mean, <laughs> our group, that was all we were texting about was that was that Iowa-South Carolina game, and 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 that was what we thought was good. I mean, Maryland was sort of – I'm sure the NCAA and ESPN, Maryland was the team that was the last team that could have played spoiler to get rid of that South Carolina-Iowa game. Like, that, right when that game got met, I was like, that is going to be a gigantic thing. I mean, you have – South Carolina, who was like the big bad against Caitlin Clark, who was, you know, this Steph Curry meets Trey Young sort of type of player where she's like a gunner, but, you know, also can really pass. And, I mean, it's an amazing combination of things that she can do. Um, and then you had LSU and all the stuff that they brought. It was 
they had, that sport had an amazing weekend on a variety. They maybe the biggest in the history of their sport, like it would seem. Um, and you made a great point. If they can schedule them again, I think they'd be smart to just run back that final four in some manner. Like they, mm-hmm. and why is that not a tradition in both sports? Like just invite, if you make a final four, then you get to play in this tournament at, I mean, let's just make it at Madison Square Garden. Like, make that the tournament to open the season every year. I think that would be an electric and type of thing and would get great ratings. It'd be a win for everybody. So, um, I also think the one thing, and you know, the, the men's championship game was not good Monday night. Um, UConn continues to play like the worst title games in history and win at eight, five and on titles. So, you know, obviously, congrats to them. The women's tournament, I think, benefits from playing in a normal basketball arena. From like the environment you're watching on TV, like that place was electric in Dallas, and you just don't feel that as much in the stadium environment when you're watching on TV. You don't feel. I've never been to a women's final four or a men's final four, so maybe I can't speak to the actual um, part of it. But I just like loved watching that game. Like and that's not even really like an old man, like you know, bring basketball back to its roots. Take it's just like just enjoyed watching basketball in an arena built for basketball that looked intimate and, and raucous and whatever. And sometimes when you're watching the national channel game and they bring you in with those 60,000 people in the stadium, you're just like, this, this, this is just almost like not a real, it's like almost bizarre. And that's not to, the, the men's tournament was amazing. I mean, the Florida Atlantic SDSU game was awesome Saturday and, and they were had a lot of amazing moments, but I was just like comparing the final fours to the final fours. And I feel like, you know, the ability to not be in a stadium was probably good. They should, the women should not like, if they feel like there's demand. I don't think you move to a stadium. I think you keep it right where it is. I mean, it's just a, just a different offering than what the men bring. And the other thing they have coming back is like, they have Angel and Caitlin and they had like the biggest star last year was Paige Beckers. She didn't even play this year and she comes back. So they're in a great, I mean, they're in a much better position star power wise than the men's tournament. Um, who like, I don't know who, sorry. I don't know who controls like, the marketing, I guess it'd be the NCAA, but like this next six months, eight months, whatever, until they pick back up is like such an opportunity for them to parlay and just leverage what they just did into something bigger. And if they can set up this next season with these stars in a manner that really, really like puts them out there and, and markets them well, like it, they could really just shoot women's basketball off to the moon. Like, yeah, and, then, and, and subsequently the, the WNBA. WNBA. How's yeah. the WNBA capitalize off of this momentum? Their draft, I think, is the tenth. Um, with Aaliyah Boston will go number one, and then Diamond Miller from Maryland will probably go number two, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna potentially have a. I mean, next after next year, they could have a draft where like Clark and Reese are the top two. Now, Reese, I think, will have another eligible. Another now, I think all of them will have another year of eligibility after next year because they get a COVID year. I think maybe they do. I can't remember. Um, but the NIL money for the, all those girls is going to be crazy. I mean, I mean, Angel Reese has like the most deals of any athlete, and it's only going up. Here. I read, only going up. I read that that thing that said Caitlin Clark is going to earn more money next year from NIL, it as opposed to if she were gone to the WNBA, like, and it's like not even close. Which well, makes sense. Thing, Again, is, I mean, it, this is the thing that's going to happen. I mean, first of all, I think you have to play three years to enter the WNBA draft anyway. So all those, all these players are going to play three years of college. 
And they're going to keep playing because they're going to be able to make more, play less games in college. Like WNBA players, except for the top, top end, and even the top, top end, play their season in the WNBA and then go overseas and play again. Like they go overseas and play another season to like do the, make the money work. If you're a college athlete, I mean, if you're like, there's no reason for you to go early or not take your extra year of extra, extra year of eligibility because you're going to make that money and still have an amazing college experience playing in front of better crowds for the most part, especially if you're at UConn or, you know, Iowa now has amazing crowds. South Carolina has amazing crowds. I mean, Maryland has very good crowds. So very interesting, very interesting developments for, for, and it's, it's fun. I mean, that was very fun. That tournament was very, very fun. And they're getting to a point where it's, it's not like a, the one seed show every single time. Like that was a two versus three. It's not you. Um, it's not UConn and someone else. Yeah, correct. And the good thing for them is like UConn will always be a marquee draw. Like, but now if you have other draws, that just makes the whole thing better. Like UConn losing was a huge deal. And that UConn team, you know, had a ton of injuries and whatever. Um, but nobody knows that. And it's a, it's like a, it's like in wrestling when you get the rub from beating someone like a team that pro and the beats UConn. It's like, Oh my God. So now Ohio state is like a bigger deal because they beat UConn. That was our women's basketball, our unplanned women's basketball discussion for the thing. That was the dominant story of the week in sports. Like you're right, Banks. Like, it, like anything about like there was really not a lot of like NFL discussion in the last three or four days. And there's always NFL discussion because college basketball on both sides, men's and women's, kind of took over, which was great. It's nice when it's not always the NFL. Um, so good, good stuff there. Um, let's get to our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, you can. Um, use the promo code exit 52 to get 20% off your fed throw sunglasses. I mean, the right, banks putting are. them on, they look absolutely fantastic. Um, we are now, I mean, today was gorgeous. Today was a, a sunglasses day, like 75, 80 degrees. Um, we're coming to base season where you're going to need your shades when you head to the yard. Um, so use the promo code, get your Oriole styles. They've got, you know, so many different types of styles. Um, those guys kill it. So shout out to Fed Thrill, promo code exit 52. Um, I sort of mentioned this up at the top. Um, over the last 24 to 48 hours, one of the bigger stories in sports entertainment is the um, purchase of WWE by Endeavor, which is pre, you know, which is mostly known as a talent agency, um, owned by Ari Emanuel, who is the inspiration for the Ari Gold character in Entourage, they are making a company that merges the UFC and the WWE, which is a pretty crazy combination, but we don't need to go into that. The thing that came out of that was on CNBC. Vince McMahon had one of really the all-time evil villain mustaches I can remember <laughs> in a long time. And I don't know if that was the best PR move from a guy that um, had recently um, dealt with some some uh, legal issues, but Vince does Vince. So shout out to him, I guess. Uh, so we decided to do uh, best mustaches or most notable mustaches as our starting five draft. Um, I need to randomize the order here, fellas. I did not do that. Um, so I will do that as we talk. Um, so open to all stashes of all kinds. Is Banks is keeping the sunglasses on. Good, good, um, good. Um, hey, brand activation. There. Yeah, exactly. He can do whatever he wants today. He can. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. I can't park uh, wherever I want, apparently. What's uh, your parking situation? Yeah, I had a parking ticket this morning. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Um. Oh, this makes sense. Uh, Banks, as the birthday boy, you have the first pick. RDT, you have the second pick. 
and I have the third pick. Only, only right for you to get the first pick here. So I'm very stack, happy to have the mustaches. first pick here because I have one pick and one pick only in mind here, and that is one Mike Ditka. Mm. When I think of mustaches and I think about especially sports, and it's got to be Ditka. I mean, it's just an entire look, an entire brand, entire personality. It's just Ditka. I mean, that thing is bushy. It's lush. What a stash. He's got a great stash. He's got a great, great mm-hmm. stash and was very high on my board as well. Yep. Is Dick how, how old is Mike Ditka? He has to be Seven. older than we realize because he was a tight end. Throw out some guesses. I've got it in front of 60s. me. 60s. This is a great game here. He is 78. Okay. He is 74. 83. Whew. Wow. My theory yeah. is right, at least. Nineteen thirty-nine. Your theory was spot on. I thought you were going to nail it. I thought you were going to. That was going to put you in the eighties. Ditka. So, Ditka. Ditka. Long TV career. It feels like that's probably the. You know, we don't see him as much in the public eye anymore. But there was a while where he was. He was what? He was on ESPN first. Yeah. For that, I think he was on NBC's coverage. So he had a long. You know, he was on our TVs for a long, long time. No longer really. He just embodies um, mustache too. Like there's a, you can grow a mustache, but you have to be a mustache guy. And Ditka is that to a T. Hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, and, and the the ethos of him is like a Chicago guy, like cold weather guy. The stash just like very much works for him. Mm-hmm. RDT. Um, could go a couple different ways. I didn't really know it. Like. If there was like one big one, one, Ditka is a good one. Um, I think there's a lot of ways you can go. I think Ditka is a good one, one though. I think that's a solid, mm-hmm. solid one, one. Yeah, it's a very good. It's a very good one. Um, I'll stick with sports. I'll go Raleigh fans. Again, just just it's a mustache. You know, you know it when you see it. Again, you probably would have no idea if Raleigh fingers. Well, he could walk into your house right now and you'd have no idea who he was. But if he had the mustache, you'd be like, oh, that's funny. and you know it curls up and and. You know when he was rocking the the athletics uniforms, like the good looking uniforms. With that, he just looks like a like a character out of a um, I don't know, like a guy out of some movie, like 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 Vince did. Um, I don't know. That's always that's one of my more like, you know, when I think of a like fingers like him twisting it and having it curl up and over, and I having no idea how he does that. I don't care. I don't know what products or wax or whatever he uses. I'm sure it was putting something on the balls with it but um yeah good old good old raleigh and was it called a handlebar mustache is that is that what that is or i believe that's correct okay sounds right i'm sure a handlebar could be a couple different things but yeah raleigh with the uh the handlebar that's always uh that's high up on my so I'm taking it too um i like that both those picks both of those were on my board um I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside of sports, and I, I'm gonna go with a guy that is very relevant right now, extremely relevant. Um, he's about to be all over your movie theaters. I'm taking Mario. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna take Mario. Uh, about to have a movie. That's an iconic stash. And it's iconic. Of- I didn't think we'd be going into the cartoon realm, the the video game realm, this early, but yeah, it, it plays. I, I, he, I think there is some other ones to get lower down the board from a 
you know, cartoon perspective, but I just feel the need to get Mario on the squad. I thought he could potentially be a high pick. Um, so I'm going to get him now. Um, obviously, you know, others in his family have some pretty notable stashes, uh, but I want to, you know, Mario is, is the, is the, uh, the creme de la creme. So I will, uh, I'll get him on the, uh, on the team. And then I'm going to stay in the entertainment realm. I'm going to take Ron Burgundy. Damn. Big time stash. Big time stash and old. Big time stash. On Ron Burgundy. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Mr. Burgundy. Um, on the squad. So those are my two picks. RDT. Um, I'm going to stick with the sports. Like we all do. And, um, um, I'm I'm gonna go Hulk Hogan. Give me that little, give me that blonde. Uh, give me that's that a blonde. With, I guess that's a Fu Manchu. Is that what it is? Is it a Fu Manchu? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what, it, what so. it technically. I don't know. You guys are facial hair guys. I can barely grow facial hair. So uh, this is this is not this is not in my wheelhouse from uh, knowing what things. Are. I would like to see Taylor with a beard. I think Beard Taylor would be good. Many have asked. Many have asked. It's so funny. I may have told this on the pod before when we've talked facial. I don't know if we ever talked facial or maybe we have. I during COVID, when you know, weren't doing anything, I was like, like, what would it happen if I, you know, grew out some facial hair? I like didn't shave for like three weeks and I walked down um stairs. My roommate Anthony was like, uh, I was like, look, I haven't shaved for three weeks. And he was like, I couldn't even tell. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I believe and I was and I went up and I shaved. I have <laughs> I like, friends my time. like you that are can't grow beard guys. And I've asked them and I've wondered and I looked at their face and I've seen the days when they've gone like a week without shaving. And it's like, ah, eh, there's like a tiny bit of something there. I've never once even thought to consider that anything comes out of your face. Mm. So yeah, that's how really fair that that thing is. Yeah, I I'll, I will not think top. I've had a clean. It's all top. I don't think I've had a clean shaven face since like like I'm not even lying. I think it's like 2008. The last oh. time that it didn't have anything on my face. That long. 2008. I think so. Wow, that's a long time. When was the last time you were clean shaven, Brian? It's like recent. Uh, I mean, I trim it down. With a zero, so it goes pretty low, but it's not shaved. Um, yeah, I'd say once every four to five years over the past decade. I'd say like three times in the past decade I've gone that low, and I don't think I've done it in like three or four years. I probably did it during COVID at some point because I grew it all out during COVID. It was very thick, and then I probably shaved it all the way down and, and went fresh. There you have it. Hulk Hogan's a good pick, though. That's an iconic. That's an iconic stash. An iconic blonde it, stash. It, as well. it's, yeah, it, it fits now. He's yeah. been dying it for a long time, but you know what can you do? Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing on him is real. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Not a problematic guy, the Hulkster. Not a problematic guy at all. He's he's been we're, Ray, again, we're just the Hulkster for a long time. Hey, well, same thing with Vince. He's clean and uh, everything's clean and tidy. Oh, you know? clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Banks, you have two. I'm going to dip into yesteryear a little bit here. Actually, probably similar eras. Ditka. I'm going to take uh, Burt Reynolds. I think that – High on my board. Good when pick. it comes to Hollywood, mm-hmm. 
he and the mustache i think there's maybe one other person that i can think of that's like okay similar vein in terms of the mustache and everything but um burt reynolds superstar i mean i can't say i've i've watched a ton of his catalog per se but hey there's a a decent joke in happy gilmore about it and he you know scored the key points in the longest yard remake so huge td in the longest yard remake Huge. I think it was a two-point conversion. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You have another pick. I do have another pick. Hmm. 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 I'm gonna take after Eric's first pick a little bit here. I'm gonna go with Captain Hook. Um, I'm specifically speaking <laughs> to Hook the movie um yeah i'm freaking uh fuck what's his name hopkins right that's who uh that's who hopkins? <laughs> no no um dustin dustin hoffman. ah yes 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 dustin hoffman that's right sorry hoffman, yeah. i think that's, that's an like underrated hoffman. movie i think i think that's an underrated movie that that it's a big time cast by the way it, it is. It absolutely Rob Williams, is. Julia Roberts, Spielberg directs it. Yeah, and um, it's it's a long movie, so it's it's a tough rewatch in that sense. It's like a three three and a half hour commitment, but it's an awesome film, and it still plays. Um, yeah, and Robin Williams. I mean, what a character there. So, but Captain that, Hook, good stash. <laughs> Yeah. A good one. RDT. That is a good one. <sighs> Let me see. Um, bu- 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 I wasn't sure about right, this draft going, going in. Not many. You got. We've all hit here. There are no misses yet. Very good job by everybody involved. Just praise we, um I'm going to continue on the uh, – I'll, I'll go entertainment. I'm taking Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen's mustache. It's just – it's a very thick, strong. It's a nice stash. Um, I don't know if his character would be the same without it. He doesn't really do anything with it. It's just, it's just a great movie, and it's a funny. It's it, it's a very. You know, I don't know. He's just funny with it. So I'll go, I'll go Borat's mustache. It's a good pick. It's I'm trying good pick. to picture it as a surefire mustache, and I guess it was. Yeah, oh, of course it was very much so. I don't know why I was picturing. No, it. I feel like there's. I feel like I've it's got... a good stash. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Uh, what's his name from? Uh... Roy Kent. I feel like he looks enough like Borat and Ted Lasso that like I'm started to morph his face and Borat's face, where I just kind of like have put the two together and so Roy Kent doesn't have a mustache which had me a little baffled mm. all right I've got two here I'm gonna start with I think a guy that is really just known for his mustache throughout his career uh, I'm gonna take Tom Selleck um, mm-hmm. just an iconic that was, stash that was but, my other Hollywood guy yeah I mean that is a guy that is very much known for his stash Magnum PI I believe is the iconic role Mr. Selleck, can't say I know a lot of his character. 
One thing that he is ran- – one station he is randomly on is they, for a while, MLB Network would play his movie Mr. Baseball for some mm-hmm. reason like <laughs> constantly. And I never understood that because it never felt like an iconic baseball movie of all of the iconic baseball <laughs> movies you could have shown. And maybe it was just one they just were able to get the rights to. But I would just flip channels like, why are they playing this Tom Selleck movie again? Um, but an iconic uh, stash for for Tom Selleck. Um, thick, you know, exactly like you draw it up if you're looking for just a, a clean, regular stash. And then speaking of unregular stashes, um, I'm going to take Yosemite Sam. Mm. I'm going to take, you know, Ooh. that's a big time stash. That is, that's why I did not have stash on to a gigantic stash. Yosemite Sam, you know, a legend and, um, you know, has some nice moments in a variety of different shows and movies. So shout out to, shout out to Mr. Yosemite, Mr. Sam, large stash. I mean, talk about trying to care for a stash. Yeah, that is a I mean, large, a... large amount of hair on your face. Yeah. Um, RDT. <clears throat> um, this is my my fourth. This is. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Ron Swanson. Again, mm. another notorious, um, just mustached man. Uh, one of the one of the funniest characters I think we've seen in TV in the last I don't know 15, 20 years. Um, all about just being a manly man, doing his woodwork. Um, <laughs> one scene, or when he gets back with what's her name, Tammy too, and <laughs> they talk about how he shaved his mustache, and he said he didn't shave it's because the friction wore it off after <laughs> him and Tammy <laughs> spent the night together. <laughs> It's just such a funny line. It, it just no hair right here. It's great. Um, yeah, again, he's just another fantastic mustache character. And again, the mustache doesn't play into the character or the the storyline or anything. But I can't. Uh, it kind of does. It just embodies yeah, him. He's like the lumberjack type. He's yeah, you know, woodworking, drinking whiskey, and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking good old Ronnie boy. I didn't. I didn't see that coming at all. I I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about Parks and Rec one time ever. So oh, yeah. that it's, just I have them locked and loaded, ready for the pick. I was already counting it, already had it on the card. Oh. <laughs> uh I mean Ron Swanson's like an idol to me. Like just don't bother me, leave me alone. I can do whatever I want. Taxes aren't that are theft. Uh <laughs> Ron Swanson. It's a good pick. Fuck. Banks, you have this two might, now. Reeling in your last spiral. two picks. This might be a spiral pick. I'm glad you took Yosemite Sam before I took this one because Yosemite Sam clearly needs to be taken ahead of him, but I'm taking Captain Crunch. Captain <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> Similar stash, not as big. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the middle of it. He might have like a ring of sorts or um, I'm not really sure, but I think it's supposed to give off kind of like a, a Viking type of vibe, but everything else about the captain is, I mean, I don't know, but crunch it ties me. All love, cap, love, love getting it. Love when the captain gets a shout out. Love captain crunch. Good yeah. I had a buddy who did the captain crunch thing um, and ho- uh, for Halloween in college and people would just come up to him, yell crunch ties me. And then he just had a, a front pocket that he would just 
throw Captain Crunch in people's faces. <laughs> it's one of the better, one of the better I Halloween costumes I've seen. I do not hate that. That's funny. Uh, you have a, your last it. pickbacks. It is. That was a good re- recovery from Ron Swanson, though. But I could tell you were struggling there. I was. I definitely was. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take the wand stash. Uh, when you've got a nickname that just kind of brings the mustache into play, I think that says it all. Eric's looking at me like he has no idea who Coach Wanstat is. I am waiting is. to. Oh, you said Wanstat? Well, I said the wand stash. That took so me a don't second. Know. I don't. Wait, the wand stash. Dave Wan stash. Yeah. I'm very confused right now. Dave Wanstad has a mustache, and they call him Dave Wanstash. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> that Wan stash. No. no. I was like, that's no, a no, bit no. risky. <laughs> that's a bit risky. The Wan stash. That's that why I was like, what is he? T- what is he talking about? But okay, yeah, Dave Wan. Yeah, okay. And I just thought of one I should have taken. Now I gotta hope you guys don't take it and drop it. Honorable mentions. Uh, RDT, you have a last pick. Let Your me. I, I need. Oh, shit. Um, I wanted to double check to see if this guy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Play. Hold with me, please. Sure. Um. Got all the time in the world. Let me see. Let me see. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna. Um, Bobby Valentine's dugout disguise when he put on the glasses with the hanging mustache and was in the corner watching the game after he got thrown out. That's one of my favorite mustaches. I like the pick. That's a good we'll pick. Just call it the I Bobby like the, pick. the Bobby V disguise. Fun fun fact uh, too. Who was pitching in that game when he got thrown out? Jesse Roscoe. Probably, but um Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Oh, mm. very nice. The more you know, I feel the need to have a sports one. I almost just went to another cartoon, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump into my wheelhouse. I'm going to take Mark Spitz, iconic mm-hmm. Olympic stash, coming in and out of the water. Saw it a lot during the Michael Phelps stuff. Um, it's kind of ridiculous that a top level swimmer like just threw facial hair <laughs> on. You feel like you would not want any hair at all on any part of your body, and he just won seven gold medals anyway. So. I'm going fitting for the air. Yeah, very fitting. Very fitting. Um, good draft. Banks takes Mike Ditka, Burt Reynolds, Captain Hook, Captain Crunch, and Dave Lundstad. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination of people. RDT <laughs> takes Raleigh Fingers, Hulk Hogan, Borat, Ron Swanson, and the Bobby Valentine disguise. This is very fun. We should do best beards next. I took Mario, Ron Burgundy, um, Tom Selleck, Yosemite Sam, and hey. Mark Spitz. Oh, never mind. Um, some honorable mentions for me. Um, Salvador, Salvador Dali. Um, the, a mustachioed Alex Trebek. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Charlie Chaplin. Albert Einstein. Freddie Mercury. Gardner Minshew. Go ahead. Einstein, you... I don't know about you guys, but I feel like his hair took away from it so much that I did not realize that he had a mustache at all. I saw him on a list mm-hmm. and wrote him down, never considered taking him. And um, now that I'm picturing my head, it's like, oh my God, that thing's very thick. 
Yeah, but his, he's a hair guy. Um, Gardner Minshew, Andy Reid, um, Steve Harvey, Ned Flanders, and Nigel Thornberry. Well, Flanders would have been a good list. one. Yeah. That was a very strong list. I, I'm i surprised none of us took Raffy. I think it's just a little, um, a little Baltimore yeah. spin on it. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to rack my brain for like 90s MLB stars. Juan Gonzalez is one. He looked awesome yep. with the mustache. Great Juan Gonzalez. Um, that's what stash. I thought you were talking about Juan, when you said the Juan stash. No, no, no. And I <laughs> I kind of uh, – when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I'm going to go down a Juan Gonzalez uh, little foxhole here if I bring him up, and now I'm doing it. Like, he was – I mean, I think 90s baseball, just names that just – oh, that guy was just a steroid guy, and he was just fucking awesome. Juan Gonzalez is one of those mm-hmm. guys. Yep. Any um, for you, RDT? Yeah, I had a couple. Um, Dale Earnhardt, Randy Johnson, mm. um, Alex mm. Jack. Dale Earnhardt. The milk mustache campaign. The whole just everybody in the milk mustache campaign. I, I can't remember if it was Rebecca Romaine. It was like in the middle of Times Square in like a bikini with a milk mustache. Really caught my attention. Cal um, Ripken with there the milk mustache. There were some good NASCAR stashes. I think T- Terry Labonte mm-hmm. had a good stash. I think Jeff, young Jeff Gordon had a stash. Some good NASCAR stashes. You were an outcast yeah. and you didn't have a mustache in NASCAR in the 90s. Yeah, I yeah. think there's some other ones too. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think. I feel like Pitt, didn't Petty have like a the the food? Yeah, I think Richard kind of? Petty. I think Richard Petty was. Yeah, stacked. I yes, he was. Yeah. He was. He was. I'm, he was. I'm also surprised nobody took the, the Joe King Flacco was 85. Bit. By the way, Richard Petty. He yeah. was on my list. The Flacco and Pitta, Fu Manchus. Um, um, I had Stanley from The Office because nobody could remember if he had a mustache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then that was a, one of the funnier later season moments yeah that was a good one um and then i had for i i did some honorable mentions for worst uh antonio brown's blonde mustache and then Sidney crosby oh um bad mustache adam morrison yeah he was on that list yeah. I, I saw a list of uh bad mustache really weak stash on that. yeah really did weak you say stash. jeff fisher no uh, no he could have been on there mean, yeah, I feel like you should have been all over that. I I think of Jeff Fisher. I'm not gonna so, make my though. Just like my, he definitely didn't have a mustache from all, if not most of his career. But I have one image of Jeff Fisher, and it's 2000 AFC divisional round Jeff Fisher, and that is just mm-hmm. the most mustachioed Jeff Fisher with the round sunglasses, the mm-hmm. bubbles. Yeah. What a look. Good draft, fellas. Good draft. Um, maybe we'll do beards next. And we'll do hair next. We'll just just go to different different types of hair. Um, <laughs> Nick Kinder Medley, Maryland person of the week, thing of the week. Uh, Banks, we just want to get this over with and co-sign this one. Uh, it's just Augusta National. Yeah, Augusta National Golf Club. I've, yeah, we were higher on our production game. The the picture sultry. Of sultry tunes of Augusta would be playing the ivory being tickled. Can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, we have a whole entire podcast where we talked about it. Um, as it's come closer, it is just, I can't believe it's already here. Like, I can't believe it's 
36 hours, less than 36 hours as, as we're talking now. So I can taste it. Taste. Tom, Tom Watson, Jack, and Gary Player. Ceremonial tee shots coming up Thursday mm-hmm. morning. Um, I don't know if anybody's aware. I was at the Masters last year, so I guess it'll be kind of weird to not be there, you know. It's kind of weird. Wow. Um, you went? I don't know. Um, yeah, there he is. He's back, baby. I saw the I th- I saw a picture of the gnome from this year. Boy, is it good. That should be your Nick Cannon medley man of the week. This guy? That guy. Yeah, baby. The gnome. Love this guy. Just sits up here, his watchful eye, right next to Remy from Ratatouille. <laughs> Guys are absolutely <laughs> chilling up there. Mustache? Is that Olaf too? Yeah, we got Olaf, we got Remy, and we got the we got the gnome from the Masters. It's a hell of a it's a hell of a trio. They have some interesting conversations up here. Why is Does the gnome the, have a name? Have not named the gnome. Have not named him. Handle that tongue twister well. Um, who? Uh, what's going on with the one side of your shelf? It's pretty barren. Yeah, I don't. It is bare. I need to spread some things out. I, I've I've meant to every is single that- podcast. Every single podcast, I sit here and I'm like, why does my shelf look the way it does? I need to change it. And then I never do. And then I do the next pod and the same thing happens. Like it's so sort of like we have a signed Taylor Swift album sitting up here. My soccer and baseball rings are here. Um, Our trophy from the uh, kickball Metro championship is here. The little trophies (laughs) they gave us in that bag. That's that's here. (laughs) Um, There's some books back here. A Cal Ripken signed ball. Uh, pictures of assorted notable people, including my family. So, <laughs> you know what's supposed to be there. Ooh, I'm not following. Mm. I wish I had it here with me, but I don't. Oh, oh well, that wouldn't fit. That wouldn't fit on this shelf, though. That's fair. Not with that attitude. I did. You know what was here before was that was the um, Calvert Hall Fantasy League defense brick. That took up a lot of space <laughs> right here. And that I now no longer have that in my possession, the fantasy defense uh, brick. So I need to I need to put something else up there. Now the defense brick is gone. Um, but yeah, my shelf, my shelf, my podcasting setup here needs some work. I have to I have to get on that now that I'm a now that uh, basketball season is over. I can I can do some things. Um RDT, do you have anything to add besides the golf? Um bum. I was going to go weather, but I was going to just being like, hope to put out some good juju for the week. Like, oh, you know, the weather's been great. Let's just keep it going through Thursday. Um, but I'm, I'm going to audible uh, and I'm going to give it to Grayson because, again, I think it's it's going to be really cool that, he, again, he's going to, after all the nonsense of like, oh, he's not going to make the team. Everyone's pissed. Oh, my God, Elias and this is service manipulation. You know, throw him under the bus, you know, fire Elias and hide. They don't know what they're doing. Um, now we're, we're, we are getting what we thought, which is Grayson making his debut in the second series of the season in Texas in front of home, you know, his family. I mean, you know, everybody's from, you know, he's from Texas. So the fact that he's going to make his debut there opposing pick up to Grom, who, I mean, that, this is going to be, a, I think could be a really fun, um, matchup. I wouldn't expect Grayson to go too deep. You know, he's not going to go six or seven innings. But you know, if he could go five, I mean, this could this could be awesome. And again, day baseball tomorrow. What's better than that? Um, leading right up into the Masters and opening day. So it's yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, again, Banks and I have kind of been 
driving the, the the boat on him for a while. This podcast in general has, I think, for a while. Um, Huge grace on this pod. Very excited for him. Good dude. Good yeah, dude. he's our biggest. Um, I mean, he's he's been on the show times than anybody who who isn't a host. So, um, yeah, good for him. And again, he he's gonna he's gonna be my my Nick Kinner medley guy. Um, I will throw in throw in one besides the one I co-signed. Um, Brian Black birthday today. Um, so you get a Nick Kinner medley Maryland person of the week mention for sure. Um, happy birthday. Happy birthday from all of us Happy here birthday. at the podcast and all the listeners. What a day. What a day. Tax season, golf, birthday. What a week. Thank you. It's my four fourth birthday. Yes, it is. Yeah, we're calling it your four fourths. Could be a variety of different of different um things for that. But um now your your esteemed roommate, friend of ours, Kyle Rajat, gave you some cards. Um so let's let's rip a pack. Let's just do one Some pack packs. of baseball cards. Just yeah. do one pack here. I figured maybe it would be like a segment, almost like uh, what is it, the thing with the hot wings or whatever, where they're just like, oh, they're doing an activity, but they're just chatting while they do it. Like I thought yeah. maybe I could mm-hmm. do that with the cards. Yeah, um, so the crinkling guys, of like, the paper is a tough is a tough piece of that with an audio show. But is it? Know. I wasn't sure how that. No, no, no it's fine. Yeah, I'm saying if we were like talking as you were opening them, that that could have. Yeah, been I was trying to pull it back from that. Um, so You're we fine. got Sean Murphy, <laughs> Leover Pegrero. It's a rookie card, so maybe he'll be a stud. Yasmani Grandal, Yandi Diaz. This looks freaking sweet. Lit future stars. Stars of MLB Shohei. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are dope. I got Natalie one. That's earlier. cool. And a. One two punch of Joe Musgrove and you Darvish. Taylor Ward, Kyle Gibson with the Phillies. Series mm-hmm. one here. Uh, Brian Bello, Keegan Thompson, Josiah Gray, future star, Dylan Cease, Matthew Libertori, and Corbin Burns. Hell yeah, bro. What a pack. The show Otani's nice. Uh-oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Oh, it's a cake. It's a cake. Here comes a cake. Bring it in. Sing it in. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday This is weird. This is weird. Happy birthday to you. Oh, it's a little bit on the camera. Happy birthday to you. Bang, a cupcake with a candle for this your birthday. Is, this is weird. This presented is weird. by your lovely girlfriend. There was no planning involved there. We didn't text about that at all. That just happened <laughs> randomly. Um, happy birthday. Happy, Thank happy you. Birthday. Thank you very much. Make a wish. That'll be really fun for people audio-wise. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a weird one. <laughs> but for the YouTube, for the They're YouTube wish watchers, they don't have to listen to that, right? It'll be, it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Should I, should I what, face what, this entire thing in one swoop? Abs- 100%. <laughs> yeah. Handle included. I'd say it's stock size cupcake here. This whole thing in the mouth, huh? This is this is some content here, huh? Do you think I should go icing side first or bottom? Or from the side? Icing. Got to go icing first. It's a bigger, it's a bigger get, though. 
It's all got to go, go from the side, then. Point, though, right? <laughs> go from the side. You can't go to the bottom because then the icing can fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. What an electric. This is one of the most electric segments in the history of the show. We went, we. We went, we went cards and then a birthday cupcake, courtesy of your courtesy of your two roommates there. What a what a what an electric situation. Both of both of whom both of whom informed us, or at least um, Lexi for me of the cupcake, and Kyle texted us about the cards. So really, we really had a full the full kit and caboodle here for the pot in your birthday. Wow, great stuff, great stuff. Holy moly! How was it? Give us a rating. It was delicious. That was. Eight and a half out of ten, I'd say. I mean, it's cupcake. Awesome. Absolutely love that. Love it. Absolutely. It wasn't a, wasn't a chocolate cupcake. I'm not big on Any the chocolate per- cupcakes. Are you able to get away from your taxes long enough to do anything for your birthday? Besides um, this podcast. <laughs> I'll be getting away from the taxes to watch the Masters. Mm. Yes. Because I do that for love of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I had blue teeth, I think. Where how are how were your masters picks last year? I don't remember. So it's you can look at it a couple of different ways because weeks out in advance, I said bet Scotty Scheffler at this price. And if you weren't following me, you missed out on that. And so when I got it got time to write the blog, it was like, okay, his price is plus seven hundred. He's like the favorite now. So I didn't necessarily recommend to bet him at that number. So you can judge me on not having picked the winner that way, or you can judge me on having that much foresight to say, Hey, pick him much, much earlier. So I don't know. The props were hit or miss. Um, Tiger making the cut. That was nice. Hope that happens again. So. Yeah. Big, big week, big week for everyone that comes out and watches Tiger. That that's, we need, we need a good first round out of him again. That was electric last year. Did, Brian, did you did you see Spider? Did you see his bet? No, I didn't. He bet he bet Tiger to hit to hit a hole in one on the first hole on Thursday, plus twenty five thousand. <laughs> Donate it. You said on the first hole, right? Not the first, the first part, part three. three. Yeah. Okay. I, I maybe it was first part three. I thought it said first hole, but I just it's literally impossible on the first hole. So yeah, well, yeah. That, that's right, actually so we'll, problematic because those odds are so long where if any sports book takes like more than two or three bets of any magnitude on that given thing, like it will bankrupt them. Like that's pretty dangerous for them. If spider is mm-hmm. betting it and then he's blasting it out to tens of thousands of people and they're all like considering like, Oh, maybe I'll throw five beans on that. That could be pretty dangerous for Barcelona sports book. I don't know where I'm I don't shocked know where that's he, even I'm shocked that's even a thing that's available as a prop. And with that said, I guess they're just gonna clean up because he's I mean, there's just no way that happens. They're just taking free money. So yeah. And just pray if they only did it for Tiger, they're just praying off the Tiger love. We're we're just kind of explaining gambling now, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Correct. One eight hundred gambler, whatever that is. <laughs> In cahoots with Augusta, they'll probably put the t. They'll probably put the the pin in a place where you can't even get there. Um, <laughs> very excited for the Masters. Very excited for Opening Day. Um, a a a really a, this is a fun period of um, this is a fun period of of sports right here. This is the this is the Jim Nance month, and it's a great month. 
um, with the with the tournament and then the Masters and you have all the baseball. Uh, we obviously have it all covered here on Exit 52. Make sure to go listen to – as Banks has continued to open cards, what do you got? It's more just about the style, this Topps 30th, 35th anniversary version of – what is this? 88. 87, 88? 88, I think. Yeah, 88. They're going so cool. The, they look so good. Going off the cuff here. This card looks awesome. And they picked they picked a great pick, Dylan Cease with the mustache. Great mustache. Wow. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested more in the Masters, go and listen to uh, Banks and Jake's preview that featured uh, Dan Rappaport uh, from Barstool, um, who's also on the uh, the Full Swing documentary from Netflix. Some good stuff from those guys. Really have all the, the big topics covered. Uh, me, RDT, and Jake did a uh, Orioles preview uh, last week that I think is still super relevant in a variety of different ways. That, that I think you can listen to that for the next few weeks, and it's pretty relevant here early in the year. Um, so go back and listen to that. And then <laughs> really nice topical stuff from Jake. Um, had Roy Sanderlin, or excuse me, Lee Sanderlin, on about Roy McGrath from the Baltimore Sun. And the Roy McGrath thing absolutely popped off over the last 24 hours um, in the manhunt for him. So if you want to listen to the background about that to, to inform yourself, um, Jake's got the perfect pod there for you. So um, three really good pods there. And then um, we'll obviously continue to roll. And uh, we're, we're heading into spending season here with the NFL draft as well. So that's going to, that, I cannot wait for his next dinosaur based comparison. Um, <laughs> he's going to come down from his mountain and preach to what he's threatened. learned. Yeah. Cannot, threatened cannot wait for that. So we'll be, I'm sure we'll do a few pods. Um, about the NFL draft and, and that should be that should be really really fun. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Fifty Two Podcast on all of your social media platforms. You can follow RDT at E D I T T I Twenty Two. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. Um, both of you guys have big weekends coming up here with Masters in Baseball, so um, some good follows there. You can follow me at Taylor Spy Ten. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Banks. You're looking at me like you have one more thing to add. Uh. I'm going to double check this super quick. Uh, by the way, Freddie Mercury was a great mustache. We didn't talk about. Oh, I had, yeah. um, I had him. Yeah. Frederick. I meant to, he, uh, he at least was on my uh, honorable mention. Uh, dead or alive. Oh yes. Wow. Uh, B- yes. Ben Crenshaw. Dead. Dead. I think I just heard about this on something. He's alive. He's he's seventy one. He's not. People think Ooh. he's like Ooh. a name that think, people who know am I of. Thinking of because I'm like his a, name sounds like a Ben Hogan name. It's like who is the golfer? Who mm-hmm. is the golfer from his era that designs a ton of courses? Banks from from his era. Like, I feel like there's someone that is in his era that he reminds me of. That is why I thought he was dead. And this sounds stupid because I can't think of the person. Well, so the, we're talking about Mike Strands. Like he is dead. No, somebody different. I don't remember. Pete Dye? It's fine. It's fine. No, not Pete Dye. Damn it. I don't know. Dead or alive, um, Pete Dye. <laughs> Shout out to Ben Crenshaw. A yeah, lot. he's like not even close to dead. No. Like you <laughs> well think said. he must be a really old, <laughs> a really old, like old timey player who was played in like the 50s or something. Like that's what a, the name Ben Crenshaw sounds like. He won the 1995 Masters. He he played. Uh, he, he went to Red Skunk's Arm O'Doyle or whatever. That guy gets thrown yeah. around with Otan. Just pop his name into Google. <laughs> Headline from Sports Illustrated: Ben Crenshaw's quote a little concerned about the Masters Champions Dinner. 
<laughs> and, the, and, the, and the potential tension involved. So there, there oh, you have yikes. it. Yikes! Wow, what's there gonna happen? Have it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there you go, Ben Crenshaw. He'll be he'll be around this week in Augusta. He'll be at the he'll probably be at the Champions Dinner, um, and, and all the tension. Um, I got my commemorative uh, team logo card that comes in it? the pack. It's my Strohs. Oh my uh-huh. god! Perfect, <laughs> perfect time. Oh, you're not. Perfect time, Dad. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Fed Thrill, Thread Level Midnight, and Jimmy Seafood. I'm sure Jimmy Seafood's got some stuff going on for opening day. If you need a place to watch, so head over there as well. If if you're going to the Jimmy Seafood tailgate with a lot of luxury, I heard oh, that's also going on. That's that right. Certain, that a certain, uh, I guess a knight will be there. Uh, I don't. There's only one knight that's going to be in attendance. There will be no jet skis available. Um, or judges, but a certain night will be at the party. So be sure to tip your cap to Sir Sid if you see him around the the, the Baltimore area this week. There you absolutely have it. Uh, appreciate everyone for listening. I Thanks for all the support. <laughs> Thanks for all the support as we move forward. <laughs> and we will see you. Enjoy opening day, and we'll see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs>